Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Thursday night of Breaking with Brett Jensen, 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. So the show's going up until 8 o'clock, which means we will end just in time for you to watch the Carolina Panthers tonight. So don't worry. We're going to get you out of here on time so you can watch the Panthers. And, you know, look, they're at Chicago. God knows if they're going to win. They are the underdog, but Chicago's not exactly gangbusters either. They're actually really, really bad. So we'll see what happens tonight. Maybe the Panthers can sneak out a win. But we're going to start tonight because tonight I'm going to do a lot of political stuff tonight. We're going to start off with an exclusive interview that I had with Tim Moore Tuesday night at Selwyn Pub when he was there for Tark Bakari's victory party. So I was able to sit down and talk to him because he also earlier this week announced that he's officially running for Congress over there in the Gaston County, Cleveland County, uh, that whole area, that district. And he's going to be running against Pat Harrigan, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And then immediately after my interview with Tim Moore, you're going to hear a breakdown from Bill McGinty on everything that happened in Waxhaw and the Waxhaw Wall, and then from Scott Hamilton talking about everything that's happened in Indian Trail, because we've been covering those two small towns just as much as we've been covering what's going on up in Huntersville, and we broke that down last night. But right now, here's my exclusive interview with Speaker of the House, Tim Moore. So you are officially running for Congress. What went into that decision? It may have been the worst kept secret in Raleigh, but what, what, what went into that decision? You know, I've looked at what we've been able to do in Raleigh uh, the, since Republicans took the majority after the 2010 elections. And, and, of course, I've been Speaker of the House ever since 2015 when Senator Tillis went to Washington. And I look at the, the things we did those, those four years before I was Speaker while we were in the majority and then the nine years since, and I'm really proud of that record. And we, we took a state, Brett, that was in debt to the federal government to the tune of about $4 billion dollars. We had record unemployment. We were having to lay off teachers, furlough uh, state employees. I mean, cost overruns every year on everything from Medicaid to anything, you name it. And in just a few few short years, we took all of that where North Carolina was in the red, where, by the way, at that time we had the highest taxes in the South and some of the highest in the country, to where today taxes are the lowest they've ever been in our state. Unemployment has done well, particularly in light of Joe Biden's terrible economy. And where we have, as a state, now been consistently ranked two or three years in a row as the best state in the country for business. You look at the record amount of growth that we're having in this state and in our region here. Uh, It's not an accident. It's because of policies that we've passed in Raleigh that have been allowed to create an environment where private enterprise comes in, creates jobs and growth, where people choose to move here, and where the state, we continue to come in with surpluses while at the same time cutting taxes. Uh, We've achieved what so many states have only tried to do and something that the federal government has never been able to do. And so what I want to do is I want to take that same 
those same results that we've gotten in North Carolina and see that done in Washington where things are just absolutely terrible. Well, that was going to be my next question. How do you take what you've done and what you're proud of in North Carolina and Raleigh and translate that to one of 435 people up in Washington, D.C.? Well, of course, every, every member of the House has the same vote. And there are those who say, well, one person can't make a difference. Well, that would be discouraging for that way. But if enough people join together and say, for example, we need to balance the budget, we need to reduce taxes, we need to focus on getting government out of people's lives and out of their businesses and over-regulating, if enough people do that, that will be the law of the land. And I think that's something that people respond to. I mean, look at North Carolina. Before we took the majority in 2010, the state had been basically under one-party Democratic rule for, what, uh, roughly 140 years. And ever since we took the majority, we've maintained it. In fact, we have now have super majorities, and we've expanded. I mean, think which, uh, it, things are going well in North Carolina. And I think when folks see this and see the result, folks in Washington make those right decisions that you'll have good policy. Uh, what I want is, is the best for, you know, my sons who are now young men who are now uh, one's in law school, the other is now in, in, the, in the career world. And, and I want to see them have the opportunities in this state to stay here, to raise a family, to, to do all they can here. And I, want, and, and I want to see that for every other family. But I also want to see what we've done in North Carolina done at the federal level. And I want to be a part of that. Talking with North Carolina Speaker of the House, Tim Moore. So I need to ask you about what your opponent, Pat Harrigan, had to say about you and some of the scandals. When you heard some of his comments and you saw his tweets, what was your response? I really don't care what he has to say. Uh, I think that uh, I think that you know, uh, Pat should focus on telling the voters why he wants to serve. And, and he can talk about what he wants to talk about and, uh, and cast aspersions and make untrue statements all he wants to. I'm not worried about that. I'm interested in talking about my record uh, and, and what, what I would like to see us do for this community. The people of this district deserve to know what someone is going to do for them in Washington, D.C., and that's what we're talking about. Any potential retaliation? Are you going to focus in on him during the race, or are you going to focus in on yourself? What's going to be your plan for running for this particular race? My focus is on the people of this district, and I think that one of the things I've always held dear is that in any public service uh, position that you hold, that you should be accountable to the voters, and they want to know that you care about their plight. People who are trying to run a business and face it with overregulation want to know about that. People, families who are struggling to pay the grocery bill because of record inflation want to know the person cares about them. They want to know that someone uh, cares about ensuring they have access to health care. Uh, in, in terms of my opponent, people probably are going to want to know about his soft stance on immigration and supporting amnesty for illegals and open borders. You know, And we can certainly talk about those things but, uh, because I think the voters of this state want to know that. They want to know that someone is soft on immigration. They want to know that someone opposes the balanced budget amendment. They want to know if, if someone uh, opposes uh, the, the federal 15-week abortion ban. You know, they'll want to know about those things. And ultimately, it's about, those, it's about the voters. And, uh, and, and, you know, they'll decide those questions. And I think every candidate needs to get out there and talk about themselves, talk about their record, talk about what they want to do. But, you know, the key difference between me and anybody that's running is I don't have to talk about what I'm going to do, all this. I've got a track record of serving the legislature. Folks can see how I voted. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've made statements and, and commitments, and I've kept those commitments on my votes. And uh, proud of that and looking forward to doing that in Washington, D.C. 
I end every interview the exact same way. Is there anything I didn't ask you about or anything that you want to say? I'll say that it is um, it, it is a humbling experience to have had this opportunity to serve uh, as, the, as the speaker. Uh, and, and I'm just as humbled with the opportunity to, to be considered for Congress. And I'm always going to be grateful and appreciative. Um, you know, the voters give me this opportunity to serve and approach this job every day to do anything that, that I can in this position to make their lives better and to improve the lives within our community, our state, and our nation. So that's North Carolina Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, in a very exclusive interview that we got right here on WBT. I did the interview Tuesday night, just almost right as the final numbers were being announced for Tari Prakari as the winner in the District 6 City Council elections. But the fact that Tim Moore is running is not a surprise. That word started coming out probably back in late May, early June, that he was probably going to run for Congress. And then you weren't really sure, and then boom, yeah, you, you know what? A couple of weeks ago, and then it became really, really apparent that he was going to run for Congress. And then now, here we are, and he is officially running for Congress against Pat Harrigan. Now, I should also tell you, you know, I didn't mention, I said, you know, the district is in Gaston County and Cleveland County and goes up to, like, uh, I think Burke County and maybe even over one other county, maybe Rutherford County or something like that. But it does hit the southwestern corner of Mecklenburg County and all of North Mecklenburg County, that same district. So all you people in North Mecklenburg County, this is who you're going to be voting on. And when I say North Mecklenburg County, I mean like Huntersville and above. You guys are going to be voting in this race. And those of you down in the southwest part, maybe like in the Steel Creek area, you guys will be voting in this race. So these are going to be people that will be representing you as well. And the primary is in March. But it's already gotten nasty. And you heard my comments and questions to Tim Moore about some of the stuff that Pat Harrigan's already saying. And if you remember, Pat Harrigan point blank told me in another exclusive interview that, hey, there's plenty more where that came from. And if he thinks this is bad, he's got stuff that are way worse loaded in his chamber. So this is going to be a very, very interesting race from here until March on the Super Tuesday when they have the primary. So we'll be covering this for you nonstop, as well as all the other state and federal elections involving North Carolina. All right, so don't forget, we've got Bill McGinty coming up, who's going to be talking about the whole situation in Waxhaw, as well as Scott Hamilton talking about all the situations going on in Indian Trail that happened on election night. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.